Hey, this is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. Atomic Geekdom Podcast. My name is Dave, and tonight I am joined by Jenny. Hello. JD. What's up, guys? And Slab Bulkhead. Uh, brick Heart. No, stop it. You can't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, have to make, I, have, I have to make those last. Uh, okay. Well. The game, yes. the game is, if anybody knows these nicknames I'm giving to Danny, of course, who's joining us. Uh, hit me on Twitter at Tomakeekdom and name why I called him Slab Bulkhead and then the many other names that will to come that are to come when he is hosting with with us. Um, I can tell the other hosts off air, but it's a little game. Slab Bulkhead is his name today. Yeah, because I don't understand it at all. Slab, I'll, I'll explain it to you later. The, the most important thing is that at least I do. Right, that's <laughs> that's really all this. At least yeah. one person. Does. It's it and it's hilarious. Uh, slab bulkhead. Um, yes, we're gonna we're we're gonna embrace the funny because we're gonna talk about someone who passed away recently. Uh, Wes Craven, um, the horror maven, the horror film maven. He's a, a genius when it comes to horror films. He passed away on August thirtieth of brain cancer. 76 years old. Um, I was stunned when I heard the news. I, Jenny, I, I saw it from one of her either Facebook posts or a retweet on Twitter or something. And uh, I had to ask her, was it real? Like, when, not a hoax. I think I think that was the first thing I put, put up. I was like, is this an internet hoax or did Wes Craven actually die? What it, is going on? It felt like it came out of nowhere. Well, it, I totally kind of, I don't know if you want to say lucked out, but... I had just sat down and I launched Twitter and the first tweet I saw was from Jonathan Mayberry and it just says, rest in peace, my friend, you know, blah, 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 Wes Craven. And I go, what? And I started searching and I like did a bunch of Google search and there was nothing. It was just like taking you to his Wikipedia page, things like that. And I posted that. And then within maybe five, 10 minutes later, when I did the same Google search, Hollywood Reporter, BBC, everybody started launching it. And I went, Oh no! I seriously was hoping it was just a hoax, but yeah. And then his his Twitter tweeted out a picture, you know, saying "rest in peace," and I was like, "Oh man, it's real." Yeah. Uh, well, let's go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, I was like, definitely a loss. Yeah, yeah, I would say very much so. I mean, we didn't. We probably could have and should still do like a Robin Williams memorial episode. Um, we we just we included it, I think, in a geek out where we kind of talked about his films, but we should probably do one. Uh, but I felt the need to do this just because a lot of us are really good, like hardcore horror fans, and I think he's touched us, uh, you know, all all of us in a, you know in a certain way, not in a you know. Uh, let's let's start this way. What's the first we got it, Dave? What's the yeah. first West? <laughs> What's the first Wes Craven movie you can remember seeing? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll start with Jenny. Okay, so my very first movie was not a Wes Craven horror movie. It was, you know, the Friday the 13th. But shortly after, since that one didn't scar me enough, obviously, I watched The Hills Have Eyes. And I was yeah. probably eight. <laughs> 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 the Hills Have Eyes made... Oh my gosh! Yeah, Friday the thir- if Friday the Thirteenth didn't do it to you, then this what the, the the Hills of Eyes is definitely going to do it to you. Well, Absolutely. I already <laughs> didn't want to go on a boat in the lake. Like if I went, we went camping that year with my elementary school, or maybe it was junior high. I can't remember, but we went camping and we had to row out in this lake, and I was miserable because the entire time I was looking in the water, and I was like, okay, so I was scarred. But then I go into the Hills of Eyes, and just the aesthetic of that movie and the way the makeup is done on all the creatures and the subject in of itself, it really, really messed me up. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird movie. Uh, I would say for a seven year old, you said, (laughs) yeah, it was like seven or eight. Yeah. 
Uh, I had a bad habit of stealing like movies off my like parents when they weren't looking. Oh yeah, I had a lot of I got grounded a lot because of that. <laughs> I I can tell a lot of stories of me and Jason seeing movies we should not have been seeing at that age. <laughs> How um, old were we when that uh that the, the Children of the Corn thing happened? Where I saw Children of the Corn and I freaked out. <laughs> I I don't know. I think we were teenagers, so okay. you, would, you would have been like three or four, maybe okay. maybe five. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I remember that pretty vividly as being so. a pretty. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Well, go ahead. I was just trying to recall that your first your first experience with the Wes Craven film. Me? Yeah. Um, I probably Scream. Yeah. Like that uh, was like the first first one I really saw. Like that was pretty much when I actually started to enjoy horror movies rather than to actually try to avoid them most of the time. Like I used to be scared of a lot of things. Like just the X Files theme song used to like freak me out. Um, like I couldn't even handle that, let, let alone watch an episode. And since then, I've uh, I've, I've I've warmed up to horror considerably. Um, I believe he's but, yeah. cameoed in every. Yeah, he's cameoed in every Scream movie. Yes, he has. Really? Yeah, I'll t- I'll go through it in a minute. But yeah, yep, I just looked. Go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. No, no, no problem. Yeah, but it was Scream. That was just just a, a okay. great movie, and it's a, it, it kind of also got me into the uh, the idea of a movie that's going to. Uh, I think it was one of the first movies I ever saw that really talked about being a movie meta. inside of a movie. Being yeah, meta. it got meta. Yeah, yeah, like that's the first time I was really ever introduced to that concept in a movie, I think. Sure. Um, and that was very interesting, and uh, it made me develop a fondness for Jamie Kennedy that probably extended a little too far <laughs> outside of Scream <laughs> for a little too long. And then I finally saw, I was just like, eh, maybe not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a great movie and it's very funny as well and it's very aware of itself and very it's very of the time and it, it definitely is a is a good little time capsule of when it came out. Sure, sure. Late nineties, almost to, uh, mid nineties. Excuse me, ninety six. Yep. Uh, JD, I was hoping he wouldn't pick Scream, but I have a feeling you're going to pick Scream as well. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm okay. actually going to pick a different one. Cool. Um, the first movie that I got to see from him was Nightmare on Elm Street three. The Dream Warriors. Ooh, yeah, that's a great that one. <clears throat> he was... wrote, didn't direct it. He wrote it though. Oh well, yeah. That doesn't. Um, it doesn't matter. It still counts. For yeah, sure. I saw it. I think I was like nine, and I could not sleep for days. <laughs> it, that's the one where she falls asleep at the dinner table. Correct. Um, uh, you're really making me think, think now. It's, it's the one where he does the puppeteering with the guys. Skilled weights. puppet master. Yeah, yeah. That one's yeah crazy. That, that horrified That's so me disturbing. for days. <laughs> uh, it's the worst. I'm not going to sleep tonight now. JD, I can totally relate because when I saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street, the scene when she's in the bathroom and his hand comes up in the water. Yes. It was like Jaws. I couldn't take a bath without like being it's over horrifying. scared. And, yeah, it, it, I still freak out about that when I'm in like a tub or like a pool that something's <laughs> going to grab me. See, that doesn't, that one doesn't bother me. It's the bed one. The bed one gets me like laying on my back on my bed. I'm like, Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The death of oh, the, from the John first Depp. one. Yeah. Was it, is that oh, Johnny yeah. Depp? Yeah. yeah. Gets, yeah. Like, sucked Depp into his bed and it just explodes into blood. Yeah. A big hose yeah. of blood. <laughs> yeah, Fire yeah. hose of blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right, good. I'm awesome. I was hoping you. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 also featured the Dawkins song of the same name, Dream Warriors. Quiet. Everybody quiet. Okay. (laughs) I was hoping you. I don't want to dream no more. (laughs) It was so bad. It was awesome. Oh, did you Uh, know they, they, they took that out? What? Of what the credits? Isn't it only in the credits? Uh, where is it? Oh no, no, they took a different song out. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, there's two Dawkins songs in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, why wouldn't there be? <laughs> uh, okay, so then yes, good pick, JD. My first would be the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, it was the first one I saw, and I saw it because I heard the Will Smith song "A Nightmare on My Street." Oh yeah, and of course. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Will Smith. Fresh Prince of the Fresh Prince or DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And yeah, I love that. Right. Right. I love that song because I was sucks brilliant. I was a kid, and what did I know? I mean, MTV Yo MTV Raps was on, and my neighbor collected Who owned the Bartman. My my neighbor collected Yo MTV Raps trading cards because he's a dork. 
<laughs> like, mm-hmm. or the, I think you mean the coolest kid ever, Dave. No, that that kid was not cool. <laughs> oh come on, I need that kid ruled. <laughs> this, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, this was late '80s, actually. So yeah, he had those well, cards, I mean, and then I, the right, right, and then I heard that song. And I'm like, this is a weird song. What's it about? And I'm, I, you know, I don't know how I found out what it was about because there's no internet back then, and. But I found out that encyclopedia. Me and Jason watched this movie, and I was forever scarred, uh, and I loved it. That was I thought it was one of the the cool. Looking back now, I can say it, it's one of the coolest ideas to scare somebody with being attacked in your dreams. Yeah, making that's, you, um, it's make, a big deal. Yeah, yeah making you really have to cool. stay awake. Then there's really no way to fight it. Like it seems like like hopeless, and I loved it. And and uh, yes, I still to this day enjoy it. Uh, when I watch it and it's sad that they're doing a third remake of it now, or well, it'd be a second remake, but a third version of it. Oh, uh, you know what, whatever it, it is what it is. And okay. So real quick, just a little piece of trivia. What do you think is his highest grossing film of all time? The original uh, scream. All right. JD's pick is the original scream. Jenny. Ooh, I've got to think because there's some there's some really good ones in there that there's one that had sh- to make a yeah one ton is of... one of them is shocking me in the top ten I can't believe it's on there because I saw it and uh, it wasn't that good um well that's that's a rough one because like I remember the time too and like people under the stairs I remember was really popular but I don't think it would have beat Scream so Scream I think I'm gonna stick with Scream but. It, I don't know. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street has to be in the, at least the top three. Well, I'll tell you this right now. People Under Stairs is number 10. Oh, wow. Oh, that makes hey, sense, it's in the though. top 10. There you go. Danny? I don't know. You said it's one I'm not going to expect. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> There's oh. one on here that I didn't expect to be on here. Oh, okay. Um, no, I had New Nightmare maybe because that was a really big deal because when he that's when he first came back to the series again after three. Okay, that is not in the top ten. Uh, all right, so from ten <laughs> from ten to one, People Under the Stairs is number ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, Dream Warriors is number nine. The two thousand nine, uh, the house, the last house on the left is number eight. Wait, what did he have to do with that? Uh, let me see. He was the. Um... Probably, sure, wasn't he? probably EP, yeah, 2009, yeah, last time that's, yeah, it's just, just the EP, but I get, they counted it. Okay. Uh, number seven is the, the Hills Have Eyes 2. Number six is the Hills Have Eyes, the 06 version. Again, EP. Number five, this is the one that surprised me, Red Eye. Such oh, a good movie. I forgot about that one. Such Wait, a good movie. Rachel what? McAdams and Cillian Murphy, he directed mm. it. Oh, I didn't even know that. It's not really a horror movie either, it's like a thriller. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, it's still a horror movie because they were like demons, you know? They No, you're they thinking of a different movie. Different one. This is on a plane. Yeah, this right, is uh right. there's there's so no movie. there's no monsters involved in this movie. For some it's reason, terrorists. It's yeah, he's a terrorist. What what I wonder what movie you're thinking of. Yeah, I want to know this movie. Yeah. <laughs> what are demons on a plane. With What's Rachel McAdams and Cillian Murphy <laughs> with demons on a plane. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think we got to cut this out. We have to make this movie. (laughs) Right. I could, I could be totally wrong. I mean, I'll admit I could be wrong, but for some reason, I I totally remember the terrorist part because she's like going home because like her mom died or something, right? No, she's like a hotel like person. She's like a like like a runs a hotel. Right, right. That was her job. She's the concierge. But something happens with her family, and she has to get home to her dad. So she's flying by herself. You know. On it, and Cillian mm-hmm. Murphy sits down next to it, and he's so yeah. charming. And all that. It, yeah. But then he starts holding her hostage. But I think later in the movie, it takes one of those jump the shark moments, and it's like he's the devil. <laughs> I think you watched a different. You fell asleep. It started a different movie. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I'm watching Batman Begins. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but it was awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch. I don't it, think that sorry. actually happened. No, I can tell you. I can tell you it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's been a while since I saw that movie. But. Yeah, I mean, we could be totally wrong. This is the you best thing know. that's ever happened on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenny, so much for coming on last minute. <laughs> Hold 
on, hold on a second. I have one more question before we move on. Just one quick question, because we are celebrating life. Um, so, in the movie that you're making up, Jenny, uh, <laughs> uh, the, wh- when does he reveal he's the devil? <laughs> at the end, of course. Just at the end, he just goes, I'm the devil. Like, what? what, what? No, I think they were hinting the whole time that he was, like, the devil. Like, I don't think it was, like... Uh, oh, it's so awesome because see like he there's like a missile attack on the hotel like i don't know how the devil works into this at all well the devil clearly controls all the missiles i didn't even know the oh, devil controls the missiles oh man that felt good oh man i haven't I laughed that hard in laugh. a while actually <laughs> Uh, I'm so disappointed when I prove it. <laughs> it's not. Oh, it's, uh, it's gonna be great when you find. Not gonna it's gonna be great when you find out you're wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I feel bad. It's actually gonna be bad when she finds out she's. Oh, wrong. that's the first. I, I'm admitting that I'm probably wrong, but for some reason, <laughs> I I really think that it has something to do with the devil. Uh, on a side note, this will this to to to. JD's delight. This is the first movie that starred uh, the girl that played Charlie on Heroes. Heroes, like Crush in the first season. She played who's, like she was play- Charlie. She was the diner girl, the waitress. Yeah, the diner oh, girl. Right. I was so upset when she was no longer on that. Yeah, her death. Really her death. Her. Yeah, her death is pretty pretty <laughs> it's crazy. Brutal. Yeah. yeah, it was rough. Yeah, Siler. Um, all right, Jenny, are you still researching? <laughs> <laughs> Have you confirmed it, or is this a fan fiction? All right, you keep looking. I'm going to keep running through this list. Uh, so, okay. Red Red Eyes number Red Eyes on number five. Scream four is number four. This is going to really be funny because Scream three is number three. Scream two is number two, and Scream is number one. Hey, got it. Okay. So, yeah. Screams one sense. through four are the his highest grossing films. Which, yes, it does make a lot of sense. Scream one was huge. Yeah. Did, I ever, did I ever tell you my? Show. I'm sorry. Did I ever tell you my scream one? Um, horrible story. Oh, tell me. There's something to do with a demon. And... Well, I hope there's the <laughs> devil. <laughs> no, go ahead. Please, please tell us. Okay, so I was a I was a nanny and like I helped out watching this kid, but I'd also watch their house and they had this this huge property in Covington outside of Seattle, which is like farmland. And my friends and I were like, let's go see Scream. I was like, cool, let's do this. I just have to be back at the house to, like, let the dog out. We go see Scream. Nothing of it. I'm like, that movie was awesome. I get back to the house. And they had this gigantic Great Dane dog named Baby. Giant dog. And I go in and I feed Baby and I'm sitting in the house. And the dog goes to the window and just starts growling. And I'm in the middle of nowhere, right? (laughs) You look out the window. It's pitch black. You don't see anything. And I'm like, what's wrong, Baby? What's up? And he's just growling. And then he's running to the other side of the house and growling. I'm like, what is going on? And this is like 2 o'clock in the morning. The phone freaking starts ringing. And I have like, I have never been so scared in my life because the dog yeah, I just is got basically scared. like saying there's something outside. And the whole movie is based on those stupid phone calls. And I'm by myself in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, it's basically the opening of that movie. Right, right. So, so you're Drew Barrymore in this situation. So I just remember standing in like their hall, like in between the kitchen and like where it goes into the living room, standing there, That's where it listening starts. to the phone ring. So I like, I run into the kitchen, I grab Did a you knife. Make popcorn and too? <laughs> no. But I grabbed a knife and I'm sitting in the middle of their kitchen while the phone just continues to re- ring with the knife going, come here, baby. Come here, baby. Wanting the dog as close to me as I can. And then the answer machine picks up and my brother's like, yo, Jenny, I was just wondering if you went and saw that movie. Let me know if it was good. I go running. I grab the phone real fast. And I'm like, come get me now. <laughs> not staying in this house. I have never, it was such a ridiculous thing, but it was so many coincidences at the same time that I was, I, even right now, I still remember how absolutely terrified I was. Yeah. Could you imagine someone calling you at two in the morning, let alone calling you nowadays? (laughs) It's so jarring just in general. Like, holy crap, what's happening? It's even more Uh, scary now. And speaking of the Scream movies, so you wanted to know, he he cameoed in all of of them. In the first one, Wes Craven cameoed as Fred, the school janitor. Fred, obviously. Freddy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he even wears a sweatshirt, right? Yep. Yep. Scream 2, he's a doctor. I don't remember it, but I'm sure. 
Scream, Scream 3, he's a tourist. That makes sense. And then Scream yeah. 4, he's the coroner at the Randalls, is what he's listed as. So, mm-hmm. there you Scream go. Scream 4 is the one I never got to. I uh, still watch that one. And, and I don't think he cameoed at all in the so far episodes of the TV series, but... No, he, but he is an EP. But the episode 10, they're dedicating to his memory. That would make sense. That's awesome. I should, yeah, I should Very appropriate. So. Uh, wow, I didn't know he wrote and directed Swamp Thing. So, yeah, let's run down some of these movies. Uh, chime in if you've seen them, okay? All right. Uh, just to credit, these are movies, you know, he had a hand in. I'll try to skip ones that he just EP'd, um, but they are important as well. His first movie was an EP movie only, and that was the movie called Together in 1971. Uh, second movie directed, wrote, and edited The Last House on the Left. 77, The Hills Have Eyes, all three, again. He just directed Stranger in Our House in 78. Uh, the evolution of snuff. Interesting. He's a cinematographer on that. Here come the tigers. Cinematographer. Uh, Deadly blessing. Kent State. Swamp thing in '82. And this is where it really picks up here. Invitation to Hell. A Nightmare on Elm Street in '84. Chiller. The Hills Have Eyes Part Two. And an episode of or a few episodes of The Twilight Zone in '85. Uh, 86, he did Deadly Friend and an, uh, it looks like an episode of uh, Case Busters, which is a series di- on Disneyland. Or, I have no idea. I've never heard of that. Uh, 87, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, he wrote and EP'd. Uh, let's see here. Serpent and the Rainbow. People. Oh, I forgot about that one. I don't think I've ever seen that one. That one's, it's basically a zombie flick without nice. being a zombie flick. It's awesome. It's all about like um, Haitians where... This guy is like poisoned and buried, but because of like the voodoo and all that, it's Bill really Pullman's creepy. In it. Bill Pullman, yes, you're correct. It's good. It's a, it's definitely worth a watch. I don't know if it will feel dated though. It's been a while since I've seen it, and it might be one of those that have that when very did it come out? fun fact. Like, late 80s. Old as I am, yeah. Yes, eighty eight, nineteen eighty eight. Okay, people next door. Shocker. Night visions. The people under the stairs. I saw that. That uh, one freaked me out as a kid. Oh, for sure. Your stairs very, very creepy. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yes, I wasn't happy with that one. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like that. that uh, Nightmare Cafe was a TV series. Laurel Canyon was an EP. Ninety uh, three were uh, body bags. He was a cameo. That was it. Uh, Ninety four was Craven's New Nightmare. I remember seeing that movie. Um, He's in it as himself. Yeah. Yep, he directed Vampire in Brooklyn. That's sad. Uh, That's sad. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't you direct Vampire in Brooklyn, Dave? That's the question. He was just the EP on The Hills Have Eyes 3, which is a.k.a. Mind Ripper, apparently. Mind Ripper. Wow. Uh, yeah. So close. His, last three, his last three movies, or his last two movies before Scream were Vampire in Brooklyn and The Hills Have Eyes. And I guess, well, he, he was only an EP on Hills Have Eyes, so he directed Vampire Brooklyn and then got to go to Scream. Uh, 96 was Scream, a year later, Scream 2, and then Wishmaster, he's just an EP on. Uh, let's skip some of these. Carnival of Souls, I remember that movie. I think uh, that's a remake, right? Uh, the 98, <laughs> Carnival of Souls. Yeah. yeah, that's a remake of like a, like a 50s movie or something. Uh, it's a remake of Herc Harvey's 62. Yeah, an older movie. Carnival I just know that Souls. from uh, Rift Tracks, the guys from Rift Tracks did it. There you go. Uh, let's see. Scream 3 in 2000, he directed and came out, of course. Dracula 2000, he was an EP. I remember that movie. Yeah, I remember that movie. Uh, and uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, he played himself in a, in a fun cameo. Um, let's see here. Speaking of cameos, I believe I hear a dog. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. It's Miley. It's Miley. She's, she's scratching her head. She's really into the West Craven. There you go. Uh, does anybody remember the werewolf? The werewolf movie starring Pacey Witter uh, called Cursed, and uh, who is else is in that? Christina Ricci. Nope. Was I that, that was a TV show, wasn't it? No, no, it was a movie. Who else was in it? Let's see. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. It's one of his first movies. Christina Ricci. Jesse Eisenberg. Is yeah, it was. A, I mean, let make no bones about it. It was bomb. Uh, but it was. Oh, I remember this cover. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia, the dude that plays Peter Petrelli, was in it. Scott Bayo was in it as himself. 
Craig Kilborn plays himself. Lance Bass plays himself. Bowling for Soup is in it as themselves. <laughs> Bowling wow, for Soup. This is weird. Yeah. Fun fact: Bowling for Soup is in one other movie. Do you know what it is? Uh, Bowling for more soup. N- let me think. Hush. That was terrible. No, it's a movie. It's a movie. You're not. I don't think you're gonna guess it. <laughs> oh, I want to think. I'm looking at. I'm thinking at like the the obvious ones that they would be in. Okay, because it's, it's not. Okay. It's not uh, what is? Yeah, no. What is it? It is uh, the Britney Spears movie, uh, oh. uh, Crossroads. Oh. They, they're the band at her prom. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yep. <laughs> Why is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't know that it's the whole band because, like, the, uh, one of the characters from the movie is in this band in the scene. That's where he, when he's introduced. But uh, it's wow. definitely the lead singer of Bowling for Soup. The lead oh, singer of Bowling for Soup is in the in that movie. Let's take a look here. Is that Jarrett Reddick? Yes. Uh, let's see here. Chuck E. Cheese was the voice. He's the voice mascot of Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm done with this. Oh, done. <laughs> yes, he's yes, Crossroads. He's also in Phineas and Ferb, the movie. <laughs> Wow, what the heck? just like a voice actor now? Uh, just that. Okay, I'm sorry. So that was Cursed 2005. Derek Mears plays the werewolf. Cursed starring Bowling for Soup. <laughs> They're in it. Yep, uh, that's Cursed. Let's see. Feast, he was an EP. Red Eye, he directed. Pulse, uh, that's self- Feast, is that the movie from uh, one of the like Project Greenlight movies? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I remember he was involved in one of the seasons of that. And that would be the one. Uh, Red Eye Pulse. That was that cell phone movie where the cell you get a phone call and it kills I you or something. Self. No, Pulse was the one where the like ghost could like go through the internet signal. Yeah, whatever. I'm same sure. same thing. <laughs> same deal. Yeah, you're right. uh, with Kristen Bell and Jonathan Tucker, Sam Sam the Man Levine. Yeah, I remember that movie. It's no, it's not AKA the same. But you're right. You were right. It's like a computer virus type thing. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> yeah, sometimes not they're not good movies. <laughs> that happens. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake. Again, he's just an EP. The Breed, just an EP. Paris Jetaem. I don't remember that movie, but he directed it and wrote it. He directed a segment. It seems yeah, like. yeah. It's like a, yeah. Uh, Hills Have Eyes 2, he wrote an EP. Again, 07. Uh, so we're talking remake. Uh, the Tripper, he made a guest appearance on Diary of the Dead, and I remember hearing his voice and saying, is that what's Craven? Yeah, Diary like of the Dead. Zinker or something. Yeah. Do you ever see Diary of the Dead, JD? I've never even heard That's, of That's uh, like a found footage version of the the George Romero universe. It is George Romero who directed it, right? Uh, yes. Yes. It's not He wrote that- it, too. It could have been worse, but it's it's not the best thing ever. No, it's not bad though. Um, it's worth watching because uh, yeah, Simon Pegg. a pretty good ending. Yeah. Simon Pegg's in it in a cameo as a news news reader. Stephen King, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Quentin Tarantino, all cameo. Uh, Tatiana Mas- Maslany is in it. Oh, I'm watching it. There it is. I, knew, <laughs> I got him. I got him. You should have just led with that. <laughs> I should have, but I forgot, so I just looked at the cast. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's Diary of the Dead. Last House on the Left remake in 09. He's just an EP. Uh, My Soul to Take in 2010. Oh, he full. Is it? Yeah, I never movie. never even saw it. And then Scream 4. I don't know um, if I know what My Soul to Take is. Let it's me, uh, like, okay, imagine, like, Friday the 13th. Oh, I remember this movie. Town, I remember this movie. And it's just... A, okay, it's so a serial killer... Yeah, okay. A serial killer returns to his hometown to stalk seven children who shared the same birthday as the date he was allegedly put to rest. Awesome. That is a that is the I would have just I yep. haven't seen this. That is a dumb premise. I mean, it had a lot of promise because it was good job, creepy, guys. But then it was boring. sorry, <laughs> but it's it's not everything's going to be great. Wow I, I the original the original title is twenty five eight like twenty four seven but twenty five eight. What what? You sure it doesn't have like another Ooh. meaning? Like it's probably their birthday, twenty five eight. So uh, August twenty fifth. Okay, so it's in. Is my guess. Okay. Uh, I have no idea though. Or is For it all... like an address? It doesn't say. It doesn't define. It says twenty five slash eight. Which okay, well, when I, I look at this. when I look at it, it's looks twenty four seven. You know. Right. I hope it's not that. That's a good thing they changed the title then. The film's title comes from the line, oh, it's Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. That's the My Soul take. 
Uh, oh. any, anyway, okay. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> I mean, where do you, where else do you guys want to take this this conversation? We've talked about our our first. Let's your favorite. We talked about your first one. Do you have a, a favorite that's different from your first one? Um, I think mine is. Yours is okay. Go for it. Yeah, because uh, I would totally go with Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Completely, just for the fact that if I really want to freak out my my sister or my best friend, I just have to do one, two, Freddy's coming <laughs> for you, and just start singing it. And I always think it's hilarious, and I would do it all the time. But then when they would leave and I was by myself, I'm like, why did I do that? What's going to happen now? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would psych myself out yeah. every time. But it, it definitely would be probably my favorite of the group. I mean, and number three shortly after because Dream Warriors is pretty awesome. Um, Dream Warriors? Clever, super clever, like, death scenes. Of the, I mainly remember the puppeteering one where he just rips the veins out and oh my gosh so crazy yeah but the first one is a classic and it's got johnny depp and he gets exploded onto a ceiling so can't go wrong uh i don't they both had to have made it the first one and but three made the our top 10 uh horror movies i remember that for sure or maybe maybe it was on the bubble one of the two uh but it was on there it was it was voted on a few times by a few people so uh yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. I still I go back to the the Fresh Prince song and I can still hear the piano in my head and just <laughs> how he like crafts the song to be like he's in the movie, like he goes to see it and then he's just freaked out by it and at the end Jeff dies. <laughs> he's on the phone with 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 Will. It's it's great. It's a great song. Check it out. It's on yeah, iTunes. It's a, it has a whole plot line. Yes. It's, it's back when back when hip hop music told stories <clears throat> and it wasn't about the bling you wore. Uh, All right, get off the gra- soap. Grandpa, old, Grandpa, Grandpa Dave is done. Uh, JD, <laughs> do you have a, do you have a favorite that isn't the first one you saw? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really didn't like um, Nightmare on Elm Street three because obviously it's horrifying and I never want to see it ever again. <laughs> You're scarred, uh, reason. yeah, good reason. But I really enjoyed the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Okay. Like one of the few people who did. A lot of, well, uh, yeah, well, you're right. Movie got, yeah. You have to remember that, that the remake did get a sequel, so it's not like people didn't like that movie. No, it did well, and it kind of, yeah. yeah, it introduced people to that plot and that original movie that hadn't seen it. Yeah. And yeah, you I know, thought it was creepy with the whole, like, nuclear center in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's the, a premise that's not out. exploited enough. Yeah, that old stuff. Here's where I think it fell, though. I'm going to critique it a little bit. Compared to the original, the original one did horror great. There was there was gore in it, but it wasn't over-the-top gore. It was more based on the storyline, and the storyline is creepy enough. All I remember with the new one is it was just disgusting. Like, it right, showed yeah. you everything, so it didn't leave anything to the imagination. I so, think this, was, this also kind of fell in that there was a lot of remakes in 06, like 05, that time frame. Like, horror movies were just all being remade. Yeah, all the, all the like, the, mm. like the, the tiny niche the ones from the 70s. Right, the right. Ring. After The Ring, yep, yeah. So Scream yeah, was... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Scream was successful, and then The Ring, and then The Grudge, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, The Grudge came because The Ring was successful. And House then, of a Thousand Corpses. Yep, and then Saw, and then it kind of took off from Saw to be the torture cool. porn. Yeah. 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 Okay, all right. Good call, JD. Uh, Even Jessica Biel was in one of those. those oh, and those, she looked the, the, the she looked good. Crazy. She looked good. She survives. She's she's also actually Spoilers. Kind of a ass character. Oh well, either way, whatever. If people <laughs> haven't seen that movie; they're not going to see it. It's actually one of the better horror remakes of that time. You also had Dawn of the Dead happen, the launch of the whole career, basically. But uh, um, launch of whose career? Zack Snyder. Oh okay. Yeah, he directed. The I didn't know. Who, I didn't know who you were talking about. Like oh, you, you okay, were talking yeah, about I, Jessica Biel. And I'm like, no, Jessica no, no. Biel is not in Donuts. No. <laughs> no, right. no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your favorite Wes Craven movie, if it's not your uh, your your first movie. Oh, no. It's definitely, for me, it's Dream Warriors. I definitely like that one a lot. It's it's a very original premise. And like, like, like as Jenny said, uh, all, the, all the kills are very original. It's the first time that they really went crazy and kind of embraced all the deaths. And in fact, if you watch the uh, Never Sleep Again documentary, it's like three hours long. I watched it in like three or four sittings because it's a really long um, documentary. It's on Netflix about the whole Nightmare on Elm Street series. And they kind of spend a lot of time talking about the third one. That seems to be the one that they highlight the most. 
Um, probably, a, probably a lot of behind-the-scenes footage of that one. There is a lot of it, and you could see, like, a lot, how much of the work went, how much work went into, um, like, all of the, the sets for the, the elaborate dream sequences and everything. There's uh, a lot of, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes audio in this episode of the podcast with Danny's cat playing with the ball. Yeah, I can't, I can't help it, man. <laughs> I can't, I played with her for, like, two hours earlier, she's got so much energy today. I think she might I know, have drank, like a, drank some of my coffee when I wasn't looking. It's an extra tambourine in the background. Right. We got yeah, a little music. Keeping the beat, guys. We got a little music to go with this episode. <laughs> uh, we, well, we, you had your dog. Jenny's dog had a cameo. What's your cat's name? Oh, my cat? That's Toph. Okay. Kitten. All right. Yeah. There we go. Got so much energy. Um, My favorite. Oh. oh go ahead. I was going to I was gonna continue with the Dream Warriors because I go have ahead. a question. Go ahead. Sure. What's your favorite death scene in it? Um. Okay. So I like... <laughs> Okay, it's hard. It's really hard to choose. Yeah, I go back to the vein one just because of how disturbing it is. It really is that really the one with the heroin with fingers? That was so uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. There's the heroin finger vein one or the puppeteer vein one. Which one? The puppeteer vein is the one I'm talking about. It's such a it's such a vivid image and it sticks with you really. You're right. You're doing all right over there, JD. Yeah, I'm great. Diving deep. What about you, JD? What's your favorite one? I'm just. I just would rather not talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know. It. Keep going. I'm listening though. <laughs> He loved the part where she gets picked up and her face put into the TV. That was his <laughs> Oh, that's the that's the picture I used in the article. <laughs> oh, that's nice. a good one. That's a good one to use. Yes. Uh, when I did um, Halloween Horror Nights like years ago, it was probably three or four years ago, they had a Freddy Krueger maze, and they recreated the scene where he's eating the girl, like it's the giant oh. and they recreated it, and all I could think the entire time of walking through is like, wonder how much they paid that actor or whatever to lay there all night and just scream yeah because the whole through the maze she's just laying there kicking going ah, and just screaming i can, I'm like, t- I can oh. tell you this it's probably nothing yeah she's probably a volunteer <laughs> really volunteers yeah well yeah. if she's listening i was very impressed with her skills kudos <laughs> kudos to your volunteer skills well done at screaming uh my favorite and i'll you know because uh mine was already taken i'll take my second favorite scream scream still I was in high school at the time. I was probably these kids age in that movie when this movie came out. And I remember renting it and watching it in my room one night on a, like a, uh, yep. Here it is people on a Friday night, all by myself watching a movie. Um, all right. watching Living scream. I didn't get to see us in the theater. Uh, cause I, we just moved at this time. So I didn't have any friends yet. Uh, hadn't met anybody. We lived really close to a theater at this point. Right. It was like right. within walking distance. But it was already out of theaters. Right. So I rented, yes, the VHS and watched Scream alone in my bedroom oh, and God. loved every minute of it and immediately shut my shades and didn't want to look out my window while I was watching it. Nah. Because uh, I figured, the world gets you. I, I figured uh, Skeet Ulrich was going to climb through and kill me at one point. And Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> that's a name that doesn't get said enough. It does not. Or, Skeet Ulrich. Or Cotton Weary. Mm. Cotton Weary, I say Cotton Weary to this day. It is not Ray Donovan, it is Cotton Weary. I love that. Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary. Uh, Matthew Weary until I die. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Matthew yeah. before he got really insufferable, honestly. He was pretty insufferable in that movie. <laughs> especially he is pretty bad, think, especially at the end. Yeah, when he's getting stabbed, he's like, oh, oh it's so bad. Uh, what does he say? I think you got me, bro. <laughs> I think it got me pretty bad, bro. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and he just gets that nice sweater all bloody. Uh, yeah, but you can believe it because he's such a dick in yeah. that movie. <laughs> There's I, no other way to say it. Scream 2 had like the bigger names, like cameoing. Like you had the Dawson's Creek people and the Buffy people were in that movie. So you, Dawson, yeah. Well, the, the Dawson wasn't in it, but Pacey was. And then right. Buffy was in it. And it was that era of, of actors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, so, so for me, it was Scream, because then it also reinvigorated the horror genre at that point. So, you know, you had the like, the direct-to-tape horror movies that were always coming out that had the monster on the cover, and I still want to do an episode of the podcast called, excuse me, called The Monster on the Cover, because those are the worst horror movies ever. When yeah, you, that's just, mm-hmm. when they just hunting the aisle at Blockbuster. Right. Like now. That what, a, what, a, what an old sentence. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you wanted to watch something stupid on a weekend and you had your friends and you're like, all right, well, the monster's on the cover of this one, so this is going to be terrible, and we can mystery science theater uh, the, the heck out of this movie. Yes. And and it was always a good time. Like like Jack Frost always comes to mind 
with uh, Jack Frost, the horror movie. The, not yes, the not Michael Keaton one. Right, we've done that I before. Always, we've done I that always, before. <laughs> I always think of Ghoulies, where it's the Ghoulies, monster coming yeah. out of the toilet. Hobgoblins. Yeah. I remember Hobgoblins uh, at the V. Uh, not before, even before Mr. Science Year Three Thousand. I remember that movie, and I still love watching that episode of Mr. Oh, Cine. that Hobgoblins movie is ridiculous. It's that's that's a good one. That's the one with the with the 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 women uh, segment. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> some people believe women exist, but I've never seen one. What, or what does he like ask that. the guy? Yes. This is like going over so many people's heads right now. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. What, what were you saying? What does he ask the, the shadowy guy? He's like, what, and, oh, and, what, like, and what happened so, next? So, so, so tell me what happened. It's, I, I, I saw a woman and then, I married, I married her. her. <laughs> was, all right. For, for like the Sorry. three people that are listening that know exactly what me and Danny are talking about. And we've just totally, JD is sleeping now and Jenny is annoyed. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Good. You guys would, it, it's, you should be, you should want to be in on the joke. It's no, no, that was, that was, that was bad podcasting. Uh, <laughs> Probably. Okay. We did really good earlier with that whole Jenny thinks red eyes about the devil, though. So we made up for it. <laughs> I still, I know I'm wrong, but I still think that there was a devil theme to it. Oh, uh, that's funny. A theme. Uh, it says here, if this is correct, Wes Craven's favorite films include Night of the Living Dead, The Virgin Spring, and Red River. Ooh. So a little, little trivia there. Um... He designed the Halloween 08 logo for Google. The second celebrity personality take over the YouTube homepage on Halloween. Just, uh, yeah. All right. There you go. Those are some good tidbits. A little, little bit of trivia to win you some money at, at, at your bar trivia games. Or at least a drink voucher. Hey. Yes. And he is. All I've ever he, helped, he helped design the ghost faced character. On screen. Which has become such an icon, an iconic mask now at this point. They really, ba- they really bastardized it on the Scream TV show, though. I haven't watched that yet. Is it at least? Is it even worth watching? JD. Uh. Mm, this is this is Ooh. this is the series that JD and his sister series have said calling. have promised each other they will watch till it dies. It's one of those things we watch the first four episodes and it's horrible, but like it's a good horrible. A good oh, I could use that. Even after like, it's, even after it's your favorite so character died. Bad, but I want to watch it so much. <laughs> the yeah, acting even after oh, my favorite oh. died. The acting is terrible. Aside from the dude that yeah. plays the the nerd. Uh, every once yeah. in a while, MTV does that with a drama. And oh, it's just, not every a train wreck. I'm sorry, Danny. Not every once in a while. Every time. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Danny, every time they do a, a drama, beautiful... it's consistently a, a beautiful train wreck. Yes, <laughs> yes, because they a they beautiful don't train wreck. You that's... can't help but just continue to watch until it's uh, over. JD and I, I talked those in ages. JD and I talked about it. They don't cast actors on MTV shows. They cast models. Yeah. Yes. Hey, who's yeah, the best course. looking Chinese girl we can get? Right. You. Let's go. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Yeah. You're going to act now. <laughs> That's you have I... a television show. <laughs> That's the one that you call all the characters. You don't know yes. any of the cast name and you yes. call them all by sig- significant like. What are, what are the names, JD? Like so Asia. Asia. Uh, Asia was. Know, she was um, China. I know China. Yeah. She became uh, Asia. Geek. Geek. I know Goth. Yep. Geek. Oh, geek, there's a geek. Which one's goth. wait? Which one's got separate in the show? Which one's um, oh, separate in the show? Audrey is got. Okay, yeah, the lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a what lesbian else? too. Oh my god, um, she's she's a lesbian like in every movie she's in. Boobs, or, is boobs? boobs. Is that what about? Is that that's not bangs then? Oh, bangs. Her name's Bangs. Bangs, and she's, she's only she's the only one in the series to have bangs. So yeah, and she's bangs. it's a double entendre because she's the slut. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's cool. I didn't think about that until Dave told me. And then, uh, and then there's just like generic white girl one who's like right. the main character. That's like the main character, yeah. <laughs> She's bland. We'll call her bland. Yeah, bland. Oh, why She's are main awful. characters always so bland? Like, She's with the worst. She's terrible. Yeah, she's just so boring. She has no personality. She's kind of like, I exist. Like when I'm she's the of something. When she's fighting with her boyfriend, she's like whining. She's not making points. She's not a very strong female character. 
Oh, that you know why that especially from your lead character when it's supposed yeah. to be a female character, right. a it's strong scream. female. Character. It's like that's the whole point. Uh, that was like the big deal of Scream. And what's cool is just like that movie Unfriended. I think it is. Uh, this is oh, no. This, I don't want to talk about that. Well, no, the concept. It centers. Is it around, good or no? No. No. Uh, it's it centers around cyberbullying, which is nice. That's a good thing to to talk about, and that's what Scream is about because the first kill is kind of based around that. Mm-hmm. Um. But this whole show, it's it's an amalgam of... The whole movie has that whole... uh, I'm talking about Scream now. I'm talking about Scream. Yeah, the first Scream, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about Scream, the TV show right now. Oh, sorry, sorry, Um, sorry, sorry. It's uh, it's a big amalgam of horror concepts, like like the the, the lake concept of, like, Friday the 13th. The, um, The Scream concept, of course, and then they work in, like... All kinds of other stuff. It's 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 really really bad. Yeah, I stopped. I I tried. I tried. JD, <laughs> I tried to keep going. Yeah. I'm done. No, I because totally especially it's horrible. The sheriff is terrible. Like they try to do a love story with two grown adults on this show, and it's bad. They're they're they, they treat it like high school kids. Like is there's... this a love story between the sheriff and the mom? I can't even tell. It's yeah. so poorly made. Right. Like it's impossible. They're just kind of looking at each other in just like a specific way. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's all subtext. I don't recommend it. And maybe it's season two because it is approved for season two, I believe. Of course yeah. it is. Those shows always get like five seasons. Teen Wolf is on what? Like the sixth season or something? It's ridiculous. It's the last season though, so it's cool. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's cool, guys. It's allowed now. That's right. <laughs> Everybody can watch it because it's ending. <clears throat> have Have any of you guys, on a side note, have any of you guys read his comic, Wes Craven's comic? No, I didn't know he had one. Yeah, he's got one called, it's only five issues, um, and he does it with, um, I don't know, it's, it basically says that, uh, do you know who Steve Niles is? That name sounds familiar. Comic it does artist. sound familiar. I'm trying to think of where he, what, other books he did. But anyways, it, it just says, uh, um, which will make you forget everything you thought you knew about zombies, werewolves, and vampires. Out now. But yeah, there's five issues. The art looks pretty cool. It looks very 80s horror. Hmm. But yeah, I was curious if you guys read it because I'm always down for a new comic, but I need a review. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I was right. I know who the killer was in the TV show. I got it right. Nope. Don't tell me. I will. Cotton weary. It is not. It's always cotton weary, Dave. Sure. This oh, but the TV show has no no carryover from the movies whatsoever. Oh, I know. It never yeah. does. It's like TV like show. People <laughs> does anything to do with T-Wolf. everything. Yeah. Threw everything at one TV show, and then it's like, hey, what stick? Little <clears throat> stick. They did have a pretty brilliant commercial when the first came out that I saw on YouTube and it kind of made me want to watch it, which is like a bunch of cast members from other uh, MTV shows, like just murdered on the floor and just slowly pans over them. Um, It is very, very effective. Yes. Uh, Sorry. My favorite character lived through the end of the season of Scream 1. No. Dave active spoiling for himself. JD doesn't know who my favorite one is. It's between two people. I do. You told me. No, no, no. I'm saying there's two different people though. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, okay. So I can read. No, I can read I was what just happened. Saying, it's what you're doing during the podcast. Right. You're just sitting there reading spoilers, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. So, so going back to like Wes Craven, though, do you like he is who I would think of as one of the most influential when it comes to horror movies? I mean, next to like Romero and uh, Carpenter, mm-hmm. who would who do you think is probably most influenced by him? I've been like pondering this ever since Sunday because. Obviously, there's horror movies that are made that are made similar to what he's trying to, you know, that he did in mm-hmm. his movies, like Nightmare on Elm Street, or even like the bad ones, like Shocker. But uh, I was like wondering if there's any, you know, everybody has their like tribute. They, oh, I, I watched Scorsese nonstop when I was a kid, and that's why I make these movies. Could you think of anybody that you put in the same realm? That's a hard one because he kind of stands alone, in my opinion. So I want your guys' two cents. Yeah, I don't think that anybody I really. I can't really see anything that I could say is like somebody who stands out as a direct imitator, who's currently making movies for Wes Craven's kind of particular style. Because in, for him, it depended on the movie. 
he adapted really well to the whatever style of the movie he was making. You can't say that uh, Dream Warriors is anything like Scream in terms of writing. Um, and, and maybe in a little bit in the way that certain themes are captured in the same way. But um, I don't know that you could say that today there's a director or a filmmaker who's making anything in the same style. Like maybe you could see it in some of the surreal parts of like maybe movies like Insidious like those weird dream sequences that they do or the imagery that they create. Um, I don't know. That is a hard question. Yeah, it's it's driving me crazy. Um, I can give you a quote from Edgar Wright about Wes Craven. I love Edgar Wright. I know you do. Who doesn't? (laughs) It's the reason why she hates Ant-Man before seeing it. I know, I know. Edgar Wright was right. It'll always have It was still good. It was still really good. Anyway. Okay, so... Whatever it might not have been. Um, okay, so like many fans, this is this is Edgar Wright's quote here. Like many fans who grew up in the seventies and early eighties, Wes Craven's name became to me synonymous with cutting edge horror. When I grew up in a VHSless house, I really could only dream of the horrors behind the forbidding posters or video box art of movies like The Last House on the Left, The Hills Have Eyes, and Deadly Blessing. These were films I was not really allowed to see, but as a young horror obsessive, I needed to know everything about them. Uh, let's see here. Even before I actually saw any of his movies, the mere synopsis on the jackets were enough to give me nightmares. I boned up on Mr. Craven in the pages of Starburst and my well-thumbed psych- psychotronic encyclopedia of film, and so knew every terrifying detail about his early films without seeing a frame. Man, wow. that is such a specific thing that will never happen anymore. Dave, do you remember like those guides that they used to relieve for TV shows, like the Buffy ones, and like there were Simpsons ones and <clears> stuff <throat> like that? Sure. Do you remember that? Okay, because I loved those books, and I used to take them to school and read them during like study hall and stuff, and just like just think of the episode, kind of imagine if that doesn't exist anymore. That's like Wikipedia. Nobody, ne- or, or you could just watch it like the cli- clips of it on YouTube at this point. Like everybody has instant access to the stuff. It's so weird to think that there was like a time when there was like just these books that contained synopsises of television shows mm-hmm. <laughs> because you might not ever see it again. Right. <laughs> it's it's not the exact same subject, but it's kind of what made Scream so awesome is he did the classic, these are the horror movie rules. And I think at the time he did that, people liked horror movies, but I don't think they ever really put two and two together because there were so many movies out that when those came out, everybody was like, oh, that's so true. And then you start, I remember when I saw it, I just started naming off like examples of every one of the rules. Like the virgin is usually the only one that lives or you know, don't run up the stairs. It like just silly stuff like that is genius. But I think it also like those rules came out at the perfect time because now everything we have information so fast that I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense, but Scream well, was Scream, awesome just for the fact Scream's of not the a rules. movie. You, Scream is a perfect time capsule of that era because I think I said that earlier, but like because of that, because it's not a movie that could exist. Like everybody would know those rules and every, cause everybody just would go talk about it on the internet and they'd be like, Hey, everybody noticed that like every movie has this, this, and this, like you couldn't make a movie that well, was you like, look, addressing that directly. Now you can look at, okay. Scream, scream, put that on, on like on the front page. Like you, you saw right. it right away. They made it clear of the rules and the, the, the tropes and, and, and the stereotypes and all that. Then you look at cabin in the woods where it flipped it on its head because the jock is also really smart. And mm-hmm. the pothead is not an idiot. He's he's actually really smart. And mm-hmm. the, the dumb ditzy girl doesn't get that way until the smoke comes in and it actually act, acts as a drug. And then she becomes like ultra sexy and stupid where mm-hmm. she's making out with a, a wolf that's on the wall. Like uh, I, I would say Cabin in the Woods is influenced by Wes Craven. Oh, for yeah, sure. I would too. Well, yeah, it directly totally it that, uses uh, those those rules directly, right? Like it, and it takes that everybody now it it, it basically uses Scream as like a, a, the jumping point of like everybody now knows this is what every horror movie is, mm-hmm. so we're just gonna do that the opposite. Way. I mean, I can't remember like seeing like a Freddy monster in anywhere in the movie, like like an homage or like even in the basement, like like in Evil Dead Two. There's in the basement you can see the glove with the nails mm-hmm. on it. Uh, I don't remember seeing that in the cabin, which would have been cool because you got to see like the Hellraiser 
and you know the ball which was a cube um would have been cool to see something in there but he didn't do anything like that that's fine i mean he had a lot to choose from like you mm-hmm. had, had to get merman in there of oh, course merman was the best <laughs> well, here, here's a question can you guys name some of the rules I'm sorry. Oh, sure. Hang on. Hang on. One. I, I just looked at the screenshot of the the whiteboard that had all the monsters on it, and one of them is an angry molesting tree. Yep. 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 That's right. like an that's like an anime reference. Honestly, that's I would I have no doubt. <laughs> that's that's it. Um, I can't tell who picked them though. Okay. I'm sorry. The rules. Um. All right, Dave. <laughs> I get going though. So. All right, JD. Sorry. Nope. That's fine. I'm literally just, I literally just fell asleep for like 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, weird. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll Have talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> yep. You too. Bye. Um, okay. So scream rules. Uh, well, if you have sex, you're going to die. Yeah. Uh, I'll be right back. You're going to die. Yes. Um, was, was drinking like if you drink, is that a rule? Yeah, you wouldn't survive if you drink or do drugs. Okay. Right. That's been um, a, a pretty like standard one. Talk, talking to the killer, like saying, uh, who's there, or something like that. That's kind of going along with, I'll be right back, though. Oh, I don't remember that one. I'm trying to remember Jamie Kennedy's speech entirely. Well, I can do the, uh, like, the sequel. Like, There's always more deaths. Uh, they're more like uh, crazy and elaborate, and there's more blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, remember uh, that from the trailer too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I remember the third one because it's so stupid how he gets put in the third one. We found this videotape of. <laughs> yeah, that was a little much. She like lives uh, on the ranch. Right, it's gonna be anybody. <laughs> could, anybody could die. Um, yeah. your your past is gonna kill you. Probably like something in the past that you did. Um, right, that's like the whole movie of Scream is that right. yeah, her, her and, mom's fast is coming to haunt her. And the killer is always going to get up again. Like, it's, he's always going to jump up oh, again. Yeah, the killer's yeah, never dead. Never, yeah. never assume the killer is dead. You're right. Which is awesome because it kind of goes into zombie land with the, the double tap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I just looked them up. Uh, should I run them through them all? Oh, yeah, okay. Let's see, let's see what they actually are. All right, if we're done guessing. Okay, so Scream 1, rules to successfully survive a horror movie. You may not survive the movie if you have sex, uh, if you drink or do drugs. If you say, I'll be right back, hello, or who's there? Or like, hello? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, scream 2, the body count is always bigger. The death scenes are always more elaborate with more blood and gore. Uh, wow, you had that one like almost directly. I, I can remember him <laughs> saying it exactly. I can see him. Uh, number three, Randy starts to describe the third rule. If you want your films to become a successful franchise, this is right when he dies. Uh, successful franchise, never ever. And he gets interrupted by Dewey. However, the film's original teaser trailer featured an extended version of the rules scene, which reveals the original third rule was supposed to be never ever under any circumstances assume the killer is dead. Uh, okay. I remember is that being in the movie. I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Scream, Scream 3, uh, to survive a, a, the last chapter of a horror movie trilogy. You've got a killer who's superhuman. Stabbing him won't work, shooting him won't work. Basically, in the third one, you got to cryogenically freeze his head, decapitate <laughs> him, or blow him up. Uh, anyone? reference to, I think, uh, the, 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 Jason goes to space. Yeah, Jason in space. Jason X. Jason X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone, including the main character, can die. The past will come back to bite you in the ass. Whatever you think you know about the past, forget it. The past is not at rest. Any sins you think were committed in the past are about to break out and destroy you. I remember him saying that. Um, okay, so oh, there was a fourth rule that got cut out was never be alone because Gail immediately goes off alone at the end of the movie. <laughs> right, that's uh, a pretty standard one too. Okay, yeah. Scream 4. I don't remember any of these because I've only seen this movie once. Um, to, to successfully survive a horror movie remake. Death scenes have to be more extreme. Unexpected is the new cliche. Virgins can now die. New versions are always 2.0, so the latest technology is always involved and integral to the plot. This means the killer may start filming the murders, which happens. Uh, You have to have an opening sequence, like Scream. Uh, Don't mess with the original, and if you want to survive in a modern-day horror movie, you pretty much have to be gay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. All right, Man, so I should finally see that. 
So those, those, yeah, it's worth watching, Danny, for sure. Since, okay. Since you've seen all the rest of them. Right, right. I and it ties it. into the, you know, the, the previous. You should see it before Scream Queen starts because, uh, what's her, what's her name's in it? Emma Roberts. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of cameos. The beginning Wait, Emma of... Emma Roberts was also on American Horror Story? Horror Story? Yeah. Uh, okay. let, me, let me double check. Pretty sure that she's on that. I've, I'm remembering, she's the main character of Scream Queens, right? Yeah, she's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's yeah. see. Emma Roberts. Yep, she plays uh, like the niece of of Nev Campbell's character. Okay, something like that. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of cool cameos. Adam Brody's in it. Anthony Anderson, Hayden Pantieri, uh, mm-hmm. Rory Culkin has a main character role. Allison Brie is in it in a very different role. I'm surprised you haven't seen it just because of Allison Brie. I mean, yeah. Uh, but... Kristen Bell is in it. Amy Teagarden from Friday Night Lights. You don't know who that is, but uh, Matthew Lillard is in it as a cameo. Guy at Stabathon. <laughs> okay, good because he's dead. Right, he's dead. in a mask. Um, okay, so that's I think that's a pretty much I think a, a wrap up. Does anybody have any last words for our good friend Wes Craven? I have a great quote by him. Sure. The first monster you have to scare the audience with is yourself. I like it. Yeah, Perfect. that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. I like that uh, very much. So okay, um, if you want, you can hit us up on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Let us know your favorite Wes Craven film. Um, I would have liked to have done it before we recorded, but I wanted to get this episode done and in the bag because we're all so busy this weekend with Labor Day weekend, and I thought it was important to do this episode. So, um, yeah, Wes Craven movies at Atomic Geekdom, and let us know your favorites. I'm not going to do any ads because I just think let's just leave it. We had enough goofing around. This is just for Wes Craven. Uh, Jenny, thanks for joining us last minute. Thanks for having me. Slab Bulkhead, thank you for joining us. You got it. (laughs) All right, guys, and thank you. We will see you all next week.